0: and welcome to the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life.
1: And I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher.
0: Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. We've got a great episode for you today. And before we get into it, David has a message from our sponsors.
1: So we have two great sponsors for you today. The first one is a company called OWC, and they make a really great line of products for Mac and iPhone. They have external hard drives, they have hubs, they have all sorts of great products. And I want to tell you a quick story today about them because we had a hub in our office that was not OWC, and we learned a really valuable lesson why you should always go with high-quality products. (laughs) So at our conference room, we have a TV, we have a setup where you use a hub, so you plug into the hub, you plug your computer into the hub, and you have a TV, you have a webcam, and you have the internet, and it all just instantly works. And it was a really cool setup, but we used a hub that was not OWC, because we did not know that OWC had a solution for this yet. And then as soon as we got the new Macs, they stopped working. This entire setup that we use every single day for our company stopped working. Um, And so OWC, has really excellent hubs that work specifically for mac they work for intel Macs, and they work for the new m1s and they have it's one of those things where with hubs you think all of them are the same but there's so many details that go into it and a company like owc puts we talk to them every month and they put so much passion into making sure that these are done right. And so when you have a new chip, or for example, I'll give you another example, uh, they have it so that you can charge your computer at the same time, but they make sure that you have the right amount of watts so that you can actually charge the computer so all sorts of little details go into these products that you as a consumer may not know about so it's really important to use a trusted brand like owc so make sure you check them out uh, we'll put a link in the show notes um, and that's owc and i am looking forward. they are in fact sending us a replacement hub so i'm really excited to get our new Yay. office set up and for anybody who has a conference room i do <laughs> actually really recommend this product that they have so let me tell you what it's called it is the OWC Thunderbolt dock um, because it's exactly the right solution for this where if you have a conference room or this actually could work really well at home as well if you're wanting to like do FaceTime calls or things like that, you basically you can plug your computer in, you put a Webcam on top of your TV, and you can set it up so all at the same time when you use one USB-C dock, you're going to connect to the webcam, you're going to charge your computer, you can put your computer screen on the TV screen if you're like doing like showing. Let's say you want to show photos from your trip, things like that. There's a lot of reasons why you may want to take your computer and put it on the big screen. So a really cool solution. They have a wide range. Um, The one we're doing is the OWC Thunderbolt dock.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is either a great business solution or if you really want to be impressive in your home setup, you can <laughs> use one <some>
1: of these. <laughs> I think anybody who has a Mac should invest in a high-quality dock because it yeah. is super valuable
0: to I be know, honest. especially as we have less and less uh, connectivity from our actual computers, that they become more important.
1: Yeah, and it's so nice with the U- I mean, I love USB-C for this reason because it's so nice just to just be able to plug one thing in mm-hmm. and you instantly get access to like all the things plugged into your dock, which can be a lot.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: So that's sponsor number one. The second sponsor I'd like to tell you all about today is ERGO. And ERGO, those of you who have listened for a while have um, heard about them. They have really excellent hearing aid solutions. And they just released a new one, and it's the Eargo 6. So it has all the great benefits of the Eargo 5. It is really, really small to a point where it, you can't see it. It's one of the smallest hearing aids on the market. It also works with an app so that you can adjust the, qual- the sound quality depending on what room you're in, or you know you can personalize it to your preferences. But they've added a couple really cool new features. Number one, it is now water resistant. So let's say you're in the rain, or you can wear it in the shower even, all sorts mm-hmm. of things like that. Any scenario where you don't have to worry about water. Also, in addition to be able to customize it on the app, they also now have it so it auto they have an auto-adjusting setting. So let's say you're in a really crowded coffee shop, and then you go to a choir room and want to have a quiet conversation, your hearing aids will automatically adjust, and you can customize that in the app as well. So if you're somebody who has struggles with mild to moderate hearing loss, this is a really great solution, Uh, and the company is called Eargo, and the product is Eargo 6.
0: Cool thing, too, is that they have payment plans, so you don't have to pay all up front. You could just do a monthly installment because... You know, Hearing aids are definitely an investment, and so they make it affordable for people.
1: Absolutely, and they have telehealth. They, that's part of it. So you can do a consultation with them and get set up with a hearing aid right away.
0: Yeah, very cool. Now I want to tell you about our tip of the day newsletter. If you aren't already signed up, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip, and it's our free daily newsletter, so you won't pay anything. And it's a great way to start learning tips and tricks for your iPhone with Basically, no time commitment. You learn something cool you can do with your iPhone in just one minute a day by opening the email in your inbox. You can skim through it. We have screenshots with step-by-step instructions and tell you at the top what's cool about this tip and why you'll benefit from it so you can quickly see if it's something you're interested in or not. Um, We've been at this for several years now. It's been, I want to say... I know it's over five years, yeah. maybe closer to 10, though. We have
1: thousands <clears throat> and thousands of tips at this point.
0: Yes, and we have over 250,000 people signed up for the newsletter who are learning new things every day. So join our community by going to iphonelife.com slash daily tip. And I wanted to share with you a cool tip that... Um, is awesome for iPad users. We do have some iPad and Apple Watch tips and Mac sometimes too mixed in with our iPhone tips. And this one I think is an essential one or a really helpful one for iPad users. <clears throat> I always tell people who have an iPad that you need to get an external keyboard yeah. because the on-screen keyboard on the iPad is just a bit awkward. It's fine for sending text here and there or certain um, just small tasks you wanna do. But if you're gonna be typing a long text even, or definitely taking notes of any kind or word processing, it's just way faster to have a third-party keyboard. So this is a tip that works both with um, Apple's, has its own keyboard that you can use with the iPad, the Magic Keyboard, or also third-party keyboards, but it works a little differently depending. And the tip is how to find uh, keyboard shortcuts using a third-party keyboard with your iPad. Um, So the cool thing about this is that you know, it's obvious how to use your keyboard for typing on the iPad, but the iPad does have a different operating system than a Mac does. And so navigating in and out of apps and doing the usual things that you do by touching the screen work a little bit differently than, than they would on your Mac. And so if you're typing on your keyboard, you don't necessarily wanna switch back and forth between using your touchscreen and typing. It's faster to just keep using mm. your keyboard. So this allows you to do that. It lets you do things like open your control center or um, you know go into your app switcher or things like that using keyboard shortcuts. So instead of needing to memorize a bunch of keyboard shortcuts, you can, this tip lets you also just pull up a screen that shows you what all of your keyboard shortcuts are so you can reference it. It's like a little cheat sheet that you can look at anytime. So if you're using one of Apple's keyboards, you hold the command key. Uh, If it's an Apple magic keyboard, hold the command key and you'll see a list of the shortcuts. Then hold down the globe key to see a list of universal shortcuts. Oh, the in-app shortcuts is for the command key. So those are ones, if you're inside an app, it'll tell you what you can use. Universal is the globe key. Uh, And then if you have a third-party keyboard, you need to program it to get your shortcuts. And you do that by going into the settings app, go to general, keyboard, then tap hardware keyboard, and then modifier keys. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll select a key to act as the globe key. So you can choose something like Option or control that'll get you to the same place.
1: And this is a really good tip because I do recommend everybody who has an iPad and is using a keyboard take a little bit of time to familiarize with the shortcuts because there's a whole bunch of iPad-specific shortcuts that mm-hmm. are not used on a Mac. And like you're saying, they're not intuitive. You don't just know what they are. And so, but the, I find them, I don't know about you, but I find them to be really helpful. For example, to be able to like pull up the app switcher mode or to be able to like close the app and go to the home screen mm-hmm. through a keyboard shortcut so that you're not constantly typing and then having to reach up and use touchscreen. It's really nice, but I forget them all the time. So A... Take some time to familiarize and memorize the ones you're going to use a lot. And B, take some time, especially if you're using a third-party app to or a third-party keyboard to program it so you can pull up all of these shortcuts because there's a lot of them and they're hard to memorize.
0: Both on the Mac and with the iPad, I also I just have to say I really like when you discover a good sh- shortcut. It's like mm-hmm. a feeling like you feel like you just have. It makes you feel like a power user. I feel like a huge dork saying this, but it's true. Like when you have one, you're like just. Tap that button, and like a really convenient thing is going to happen. I'm
1: going to do something really annoying. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Yeah. Insiders get access to an extra part of our content an extra bonus content for each episode and yep. in this episode i'm going to share with you a new keyboard shortcut i discovered on mac that i'm really excited to oh, tell you about
0: cliffhanger Cliffhanger! Only get to find so
1: out. this is a per- perfect segue to yeah. here's how you subscribe to insider
0: <laughs> yes so we have a premium subscription called iphone life insider and it's our educational service for apple users we teach you everything you need to know about not only your iphone but also So your iPad, Apple Watch, Mac, and AirPods and more. So you can go and sign up for 10% off as a podcast listener if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. And among the many benefits you get, you also get an ad-free version of this podcast with bonus content, like the keyboard shortcuts David's going to share with us. (laughs) I also, I'm curious to find out what it is. Um, And you get a ton of other features, including live courses, live workshops that you can tune into. We have a library of guides on all of the core Apple devices and uh, the Apple's built-in apps. Those include videos and downloadable PDFs. You can learn however works best for you. You have access to our experts here where you can ask us any tech questions you're having with your Apple devices and you have a guaranteed answer from us. So uh, we really take care of our insiders. We have over 10,000 happy members and you can join by going to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount.
1: And just in addition to being annoying and putting a plug to, <laughs> to subscribe to hear that end of this podcast, uh, to plug a couple other things that are coming out for insiders that are really exciting. Donna and I are doing a smart home workshop that we've next talked Wednesday, about doing yes. for so many years. And it's if January
0: you're, 26th. I realize that next Wednesday doesn't mean much to people <laughs> listening d- on different days. Yes, so.
1: <laughs> January 26th. It'll be a live smart home workshop. So it'll be Donna and I. And what's great about the live workshops is you're there and you can interact. You can ask your questions. So if you're sitting here listening to the podcast and you're like, hey, but wait, I have a question. Or, hey, I didn't understand that thing you said. Insiders get the ability to actually interact with us and ask these questions. And we're going to walk you through everything you need to know to add smart home products to your home. And we've been uh, working hard to get that ready for you. In the second We've been thing-
0: talking about doing this for years, yeah. honestly, because David has been collecting smart home products. He's written a lot of great articles for the magazine, which, by the way, as an insider, you get access to our digital magazine and the full archive. But we haven't done any live uh, content on the smart home. Yes. So it's going to be I'm really excited about it. Me too. I also feel like it'll be good inspiration for me to get more smart home products and up my game in that area. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: not going to lie. As part of the preparation, I'm get I'm collecting a lot of smart home products that you all on the podcast will probably eventually hear in our apps and learning section. So you'll awesome. you'll get a little bit of it.
0: So I wanted to read out a question that an insider sent in recently uh, cuz I think it'll be helpful for a lot of you listening. This insider says, I have many photos on my iPhone 13 Pro and iPad Pro as well. They're all in albums. I have an album I want to send to someone. How do I do that? Do I have to select every photo in that album? Won't that be too big a file to email? Can I somehow click on the album and send it? So uh, the answer here is, there's a couple different ways to share an album (laughs) with people.
1: The answer is that Apple does not make this easy for you.
0: Yeah, so unless you're using iCloud photo sharing, The answer is yes, you do have to tap every single photo you wanna share. And yes, there are limits of how many photos that you can text or email to someone. Uh, For texting, it's less, like you can do a max of 25 in a text message to someone. Uh, If you're emailing, it's more than that, but it's also, you get options of whether you're sending full size or you can scale down to smaller size to be able to send more photos to someone in an email. But, um, so if you wanna share a lot of photos with someone, I recommend that you would use iCloud photo sharing and it makes it really easy to share an entire album. Other people can add photos to that album as well, whoever you're sharing it with. And so it creates a great place to have um, like a repository of photos from an event that you all went to. And if you all have Apple devices, that
1: is the key. the key. If you all have Apple devices, <laughs> iCloud photo
0: sharing is awesome. If you don't, Uh, Android users can look at the album by like tapping a link and it takes them to like a website version, Mm -hmm. but they can't really, they can't add photos to it. It's a pretty limited experience, I would say. Um, So if you do wanna just share it in a text message or email, the way you do it is open the album, tap the three dots at the top of the screen, then you'll tap share, and then at this point you have to go in and select all the photos in the album you wanna share. So if you wanna share a whole album with someone, It's annoying to think of like tapping every single one, but a little hack that I, you know, it seems simple, but not everyone knows is if you just drag your finger down the screen, it'll just quickly select all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like, so if you go in and tap each photo, that's going to feel more annoying, but... I showed that to, I think it was my mom the other day and she was like, Whoa. That I was actually, something I just hadn't thought about. You yeah, know? I
1: actually had somebody else who, who watched me do it and was like, wait, what did you just do? Yeah. Um, just to back up a little bit, because there's a couple of little nuance points here. Number one, you can you don't have to create an album. So you can I just went through this last mm. night because I went on a ski trip and I was sending it to my partner, sending my photos. And if you text a large number of photos to somebody, you have an option, by default, it will automatically group them into uh, kind of, it'll create a link for you to send to them so you don't have to send them all those photos. And it does that automatically. So if you select a whole bunch of photos and then you hit share, it'll basically send them an iCloud link that they can click on to access the photos. So you can do that without creating an album. Or you can go and, like Donna's saying, create a shared album, which is an album that you can then invite somebody to view that album. And you can, um, from there, add your photos there and share that album. And the benefit of that, like Donna's saying, is that you can uh, have them upload photos to that same album.
0: And I – sorry, I spaced out for a second. Did you say, too, you have to have iCloud photo sharing enabled to do that?
1: I didn't specify that. That uh, is, I'm assuming true. But it's a yeah. default. Like, there's there's no, default, reason, there's no reason why anybody wouldn't have iCloud photo sharing enabled, right? Like, that would be I a weird setting so, to turn off.
0: Unless you're, yeah, maybe that's deeper than we need to go yeah. But I think you're right that most people are going to have iCloud photos on. Yeah. And that's, like, across the board, we pretty much recommend doing that unless maybe you're, like, already bought into Google Photos or Amazon Photo Library and don't want them Stored both places, but even then I think you would want like why not use iCloud too. (laughs) We're a little in the
1: weeds and (laughs) while we're in the weeds, if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, you said like a bunch of things that sound interesting, but then I don't know how to do it, we have a course for you in Insider. We have a photos course that teaches you everything you need to know to manage your albums, including all the stuff we just went talked about, but goes slowly and in detail. So podcast isn't the right place for this, but if you're an insider, make sure you check it out. And if you're not one more time, iphonelife.com slash podcast discount.
0: Yeah, really good point. We even have a session where we really get into all the different ways you can store your photos, Google Photos and Amazon and all that and weigh the pros and cons. So if that's also something you're confused about or like just want to <laughs> break of, Insider is a great place to go learn. Okay, moving right along, I have an update that, of course, <laughs> I'm going to be taking the lead and updating you all on.
1: And we're out of time, folks. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in.
0: <laughs> Last episode, um, D- David and I, during the episode, I challenged David to a, a fitness <laughs> workout or fitness challenge on um, the Apple Watch. And of course, like while recording, David couldn't say no, so he <laughs> accepted.
1: I was confident. I work out regularly. <laughs> I thought I could beat you. I wasn't even... It wasn't just put on the spot. I I thought I had this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, on the Apple Watch, you can challenge people to fitness, uh, seven-day fitness challenges. And I prevailed. I won. And I wanted to tell you all about that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, And a couple other things while we're on it. I mean, first of all, I think we both... It was a, it was fun in that it had the desired effect that it motivated both of us to work out more. Yes. Uh, it motivated one of us to work out a little more than the <laughs> other one. Because <laughs> it was actually a really close competition. It was. And there was like a Saturday where I was like at my house. And I was like, I should ride my Peloton. <laughs> and I feel like had I done it, I would have won. But I didn't. So it's really on me. Um, yeah,
0: it was a close race.
1: But another thing that we learned that was super interesting is because we went today to try to like – look into the details to share with you all. And there's really no way to look at past competitions.
0: It will tell you, there's a little section, if you do um, activity sharing with someone, it'll show you a tally of your competitions, like who's won, how many, but it won't let you tap on that and see the actual scores yeah. and like, the details about it. That only shows up while the competition is active and then they give you a little report to say who won and it'll show Mm -hmm. you the tally then, but then it just like disappears forever. Yeah. So that's kind of annoying because part of what we wanted to chat about was, I mean, I, I first wanted just to, Um, tell listeners about this because I do think it's a great way to motivate you to use your Apple Watch more and to work out more.
1: It was fun. I'd get a notification every time Donna worked out. I could log in and it would show me like a day by day breakdown.
0: Yeah. And then it'll give you little canned responses. Some of them are super dorky and you don't want to use, but um, you can just quickly like sort of taunt the person after you see it work out being like, you know, way to be second place or whatever, you know, or what was, the, <laughs> there was one that you said was so nerdy that you would never use. It was like, <laughs> what was it? I, I can't, can't remember, remember now. I
1: sent Donna, I couldn't get myself to actually send one of the canned responses. So I just sent her a screenshot of all of the canned responses and being like, I don't have a good option to send you, but uh, you're going to lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, but One of them was something like, but like, you'd be better off playing video games oh, yeah, something like that. It <laughs> was so like, dorky.
1: I'm going to look that, it up. Like
0: imagining the like Apple Uh, staff thinking that that would be like a cool burn
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they definitely don't um, they really lean into sort of the dad jokes oh here I have it okay there's three of them number one (laughs) Treadmill too tough for you today, question mark, which was silly because I think Donna did the elliptical. It It was like, it was like, why is a treadmill better than elliptical? Why would you tell me to send this? (laughs) Number two, this was one stick to video games, period. Like what? Why would somebody say? And there's a little video game emoji. It was, yeah. And then the last one, which is just, of course, a classic let me know when you start trying.
0: <laughs> that one I would probably try. <laughs> use. Um, but then you also can send ones that are positive. There's like the taunting ones, and there's other ones that's, that are like, you know, a fire symbol or whatever. Um, so, anyway, the main point is that it's fun it to me it does inspire you to work out because if without doing this it's cool to see things like your heart rate but like i don't always feel like there's an obvious reason to log a workout you know like i'm kind of like okay so i think the biggest reason is i want to see what my heart rate is during a workout but just recording all this data for myself that sometimes doesn't feel like enough to get me to really want to use it. So this, I think, makes you use it more and then uh, feel more, you know, that it's kind of like a healthy, fun competition.
1: Well, actually, one of my complaints in all of this, not only is it like hard to look back and see the details of a competition, Apple does not do a great job showing you kind of trend lines over time of this stuff. And mm-hmm. so I feel like their activities app isn't the best. No, which is part of why it's it's a little bit demotivating to log your workouts when there's no easy way to then look back and be like, how my, how many calories did I burn in January versus February? You might be able to do this stuff, but it's just not very user friendly, and they don't do a great job. Yeah, with it.
0: they don't like serve it up to you. Like you might have to go dig and find some things. Yeah. So no, I agree. Like I feel like um health their health app they're now doing like health trends. But I feel like they could do more like trends in your workouts. And yeah. Show you like your like you know your heart rate, your resting heart rate's getting lower, or you're doing a better job pushing into higher heart rate zones when you're working out. Stuff like that they don't really tell you that unless you go look yourself.
1: Yeah, but I but to get back to this main point, I think that the competitions are fun, and I mm-hmm. honestly like they're fun enough, they're motivating enough. Where like if you have a partner and you guys are trying to be more active. Invest in Apple Watch. You're going to love it anyway. And it, this comp- these competitions make it fun a fun way to motivate yourselves to do it.
0: And one thing I was going to say is at first I was like, why do they only have a seven-day option for a competition? Like I wish they had like month-long options because – um, it helps motivate you for seven days, but then it's over. But you can just keep going. Yeah. You, know? like, you can
1: keep doing each seven days.
0: I've started doing that with different friends um, and, like, my dad, for instance. And you can just, like, always be doing a competition, see who wins this week.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, in the shorter time period, actually helps me because I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, m- work out a lot later and then catch up. And then I didn't, (laughs) which was really the problem. So had it been a month, I probably would have been less motivated, although clearly I wasn't motivated enough to win.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about it though is one negative repercussion is that sometimes Sometimes I don't think pushing yourself is the answer. And so, like, I would say to just take it lightly because it's like fun to do. It does motivate you more. But some days I do just need to like relax after work and it doesn't feel like I want to go work out. And so, I did sometimes feel like I almost got too into it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, no, there's like a weird guilt thing that gets associated with it because of those exactly on the weekend. I was like, I had the time to work out. I knew I should work out. I just didn't have the energy to work out. And like sometimes choosing to like, to not work out is self-care as well. Yeah. Um, And also like, yeah, picking who you challenge. I think Donna and I work out a similar amount. My sister is, like, obsessed with her Apple Watch and challenges and rides her Peloton, like, 45 minutes a day. (laughs) And it's really demotivating to compete with her because I just know I'm going to get my butt kicked.
0: So you (laughs) end up just being like, I hate you and I hate myself. (laughs) And
1: I hate my Apple Watch and I hate working out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. You have to be careful or, like, yeah, either working out the same amount or both having a lighthearted attitude about it are both important pieces (laughs) of all of this. It also doesn't – it's not just, like – I'm not totally clear on how, how Apple scores the fitness. It
1: was weird because there, I have a complaint involved in this that I would like to register. Which there was a day that I burned way more calories than Donna. Yeah. I worked out more, but <laughs> she got more points.
0: Is it because I like stood up more? I mean, that seems the strange.
1: They don't give you a lot of details. I don't know if yeah. you like were better at standing up that day. But I, also, and this is a weird thing, I I think it might be related to the fact that your activity goal is lower than my activity goal, yes. which is um questionable
0: it is but it is like what I will say though in my defense is that <laughs> I feel like I go do um, I go do a spin class which is like basically the hardest I've ever worked out spin class and are rough. I will um, burn like up to 350 calories and someone who's a bigger person, like I'll, my dad will like go out on like a long walk and burn like more than that. Yeah. So I feel like in some ways I have to defend my lower goal because I don't seem to like burn that many calories <laughs> even when I'm working really hard.
1: Yeah, no, definitely body size is, is a factor because <clears> my <throat> partner and I will sometimes go and like do this, we'll like, we'll go to the gym together, do the exact same thing and I'll burn more calories and it drives her crazy.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not, it's a little bit of a mystery in that way
1: but it was fun except that I lost <laughs> the end moving along, along.
0: <laughs> okay we have for our apps and gear section I have an app that's sort of like an oldie but goodie and I've just recently uh started using it again and that's the mint mm-hmm. app I you use, use it right
1: I do not anymore I did uh-huh. for a while and I really like it
0: okay so mint for those who don't know is a budget tracker and it's one that does it automatically. There was a period of time in my life where I was like doing uh, manual logging of all of my spending in mm-hmm. a budget app. And <laughs> I I just feel now looking back at that, that kind of like a ridiculous way to do things because uh, this with Mint, you just hook up your credit card and whatever accounts that you have. You can also log in there like if you have any investments, um, to like see your net worth and things like that, if you really, if you want all that. (laughs) But if you just wanna see some of your spending trends and set a budget and track it, Mint is an awesome option. And the reason I actually got back into Mint is I had, um, we're doing a beta program right now called iPhone Life Concierge, where I'm doing one-on-one calls with um, people who sign up. Uh, and help them with their devices. And one, someone who signed up was wanting to know how to track all of d- your different subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And sort of like, I feel like January is a time when people want to trim down on their unnecessary spending that can kind of inflate over the year.
1: And it sneaks up on you, those subscriptions.
0: Yeah, like between your music subscriptions, all the different TV and movie subscriptions you have, um, you know, Amazon Prime, they There's a bunch of different, it's not just things you're using through Apple. Um, And so Mint is a really awesome option for this because you can go into your App Store app on your iPhone and see the subscriptions you have through Apple, but it's not going to be completely comprehensive. Likely you've signed up for things outside of just that. Yeah, totally. So I highly recommend people go there and look first. You like open the App Store app tap your little profile at the top and then tap subscriptions and you can stop renewal like I went in recently and there was like three different things that I'm not even using that I I canceled, Uh, but then Mint also, you can see the subscriptions for free that you have. You go under bills and subscriptions, and you can see a list of all of them there. And if you pay for premium, which is $4.99 a month, so if you get a new (laughs) subscription, then you can cancel them straight within the app, Ah. which is nice, but like even for free being able to see what you have, and then you can go to the respective websites and cancel whatever you want is hugely valuable, Totally. so Mint, check it out.
1: Yeah, and I, I used it for years and I really like it. The one thing I will say about it is it's still, it's a little bit deceptive in that it's so automated that you think you don't have to pay attention to it, but the way it categorizes things, it, it only knows so much. So it yeah. often will miscategorize things. And you'll look, and it'll be this weird, obscure category that's this huge line item. And it's because something, it just got it wrong. And it's like... It so, logged
0: my health insurance as rent. Yeah, no, so exactly. So you could go correct it, but you do... You have to keep an eye on it; otherwise, it's like going to throw your whole budget off as it miscategorizes. You
1: have things. to still go in and manually adjust things, but yeah. it's a really good. It, it automatically pulls everything, gives you a good snapshot. I actually the reason why I stopped using it is, I mean, partly I'm just a little bit uh, like obsessive with this stuff, but I like I do do it manually. I download everything into a spreadsheet and then like actually manually do it, but. I like spreadsheets a lot, as yeah. we all know.
0: David's a spreadsheet guy. Um, it's also different. What I was doing was like every time I like bought a coffee, I would like type into the app like four ninety nine. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You're no. like manually creating a report and analyzing it, which is this to me, it was like my solution was just very low tech, which is not your yeah. situation. <laughs> no, no I, I
1: basically because I do spreadsheets for a living in, in a lot of ways, I built myself my own little mint where I'll like download it and then I'll use like, for those who like spreadsheets, I'll tell you a little about it, I guess. I'll use VLOOKUPs to look at past stuff to like add categories to things so that it'll be like when I download it, it knows my coffee shop and sort of automatically assign that to the right category when I load it in and then I'll then I can just run a quick pivot table to look at what categories I have of everything. If you don't like spreadsheets, that probably meant nothing to you, but that is an option for people who want to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, to the point that David, weren't you gonna um, do like a, a little course on budgeting? I
1: at one point considered doing a course on budgeting because if you do ever I, do
0: that, I want to take it.
1: <laughs> well, but then I I, I backpedaled because I was like, do people really? You say that, but do you really want to learn VLOOKUPs and pivot tables to be able to do your spreadsheets? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So <laughs> Maybe I don't know.
0: Make it fun.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I we're, we're off on the weeds again. Mint. Yeah is the app. Oh, I have a fun one for you today. Okay, I have been, so I wrote an article on, uh, for our magazine on um, MagSafe accessories. And there's one of them that I've been using for a while and I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. And that is Apple's MagSafe wallet. Mm. I've been using it for about, probably like two, three months now. I've been wallet free.
0: Really? Just this. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot of like caveats to this. So I need to talk it through.
0: It looks nice. It's
1: Yeah. And and it's like I literally have one less thing to carry in my pocket every day, which is really nice. It looks pretty sleek. Um, So Apple, I'll back up a little bit. um, Just for those who are not familiar, MagSafe is a technology that Apple launched with the iPhone 12. So if you have an iPhone 12 or an iPhone 13 you have MagSafe built into your phone. And it's basically a a ring of magnets on the back of your phone that you can use with third-party accessories. So the Apple Watch, or the Apple Wallet, Apple sells it, it's an accessory. And it just, if you're watching it, I'll demonstrate, it just snaps on the back of my phone like this. And so it's a very thin little wallet that snaps on the back of my phone, so I don't have to carry a wallet. Um, That's, uh, that's the good. Here's the other thing, though. That's really cool about it. Hmm. It they they released a new version, I think, this year that uses Find My technology. So if awesome. for some reason my watch, my wallet ever gets disconnected, I will get a notification that tells me the last known location of my Apple Watch. So
0: you're saying theoretically, it'll do that if you have wallet. the new version, or this does? No, work. this
1: this version does. Oh, okay. Mine does it. Um, It does not – I do not believe it's a full AirTag functionality. In other words, I cannot then – like, first of all, I couldn't make a beep, and I couldn't use the, like, little sensor to, like, go and find it. Okay. But it will tell me the last known location. And I did, in fact, one time lose my wallet in a parking lot in a pizza restaurant. And I found it because it told me.
0: And it's, like, the last known location is pretty useful in this case because unless someone – found it in the parking lot and took it, most likely it's still there.
1: Exactly. And it's usually because it's literally attached to my phone, when it comes off my phone is usually where it's gonna be.
0: So yeah, that's pretty reliable. That's cool.
1: But here's so here's some of the caveats of it. Number one, it's the fact that it fell off my phone in a pizza restaurant. The magnets work pretty well, but they're not I wish they were a little bit stronger. Me too. Because it falls off every once in a while and I need like I, it's, it's That has been the only time that I got close to actually losing it. But it happens quite a bit where it will be in my pocket, and I'll pull my phone out, and my wallet will have kind of fallen off of my pocket as well. Mm. Little things like that where when you're talking about a wallet, is kind of scary. So I have mixed feelings about that. So far, it hasn't been enough of an issue. The other major drawback of this is that it only has space to hold up to three cards. And really, three cards. I have three cards in here right now, and it's pushing it. So, two cards is better. So, you in that, keep in mind what you didn't hear, which is cash. It does not have space for cash. I cannot carry cash with it, I can't carry coins, nothing. So, <laughs> uh, if you're willing to live a life where you never carry cash, it's a solution for you.
0: It, has that been difficult for you? Or is that easy?
1: shockingly, I have yet to. To miss it
0: I never use cash so I was gonna be like that wouldn't be a problem to me but
1: like once every few months I need to pay for something in cash and I like typically I always made a point of having cash in my wallet because nobody ever has cash around me and I'm always like having to pay for things yeah. in cash um, so so far it's been okay um, but it's definitely I wish and it's like I don't know I would personally would have liked it if they made it just slightly thicker so that I could put cash in there Mm-hmm. like i would it would have been a trade-off that was worth it to me but i've been really i mean overall i stuck with it which shows that like i've been happy with it uh it's really nice and i have to carry a wallet ever
0: and how much is how much does it cost
1: i will have to double check that i it's it's not cheap because it's, it's kind leather. of premium leather, um, but it's not that crazy. I, I want to say it's like 50 or $60.
0: Sounds about right. One thing
1: Apple. I will say, because there are a lot of like third-party Amazon versions of this, I don't recommend them because I think the Find My technology is really nice. And also, it's premium leather, and it just works in a way that you don't want to mess around with a wallet um
0: david i realize we have not done a question of the week oh do we have any ideas for ones <laughs> any
1: ideas for questions of mm. the week
0: i mean a week i think last time we already did ask about apple fitness challenges um no did we no we asked about apps that people were using for their new year's resolutions. so this week we could ask people if they've tried apple fitness challenges and how they like it. And I
1: would be curious too, because you can do large challenges, right? I was thinking this of like, are, would you all be interested? Because that would be fun to do a challenge with the podcast listeners It for totally a week.
0: would. Yeah, email us at podcast at iPhoneLife.com if you're interested and we could set something like that up.
1: Yeah, let us know your experiences, but also would you be interested and we'll try to set it up if you are.
0: All right, thanks so much everyone for tuning in. Insiders, stick around for David's keyboard shortcuts Ooh. for the iPad and I have a car play tip that I'm excited to share.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks everyone.